Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Cape Cod Fun Show. It's the show that's all about having the most fun possible in the most beautiful place on earth, Cape Cod, USA. My name is Eric Williams, and Mung is here. Whoop. And Mung, we got a two-man show. Two men lifting the fun on our shoulders like twin atlases. With the world of fun on Cape Cod, it's our responsibility not to let that planet of fun Roll off our shoulders, bounce down the stairs, and out into traffic. Oh, wow. Only two of us. Good luck to those two guys. Mung is now leaving. Where's Greg? Mung is getting up. He's packing up his Mung sack. Uh Uh-oh. He's out here. No, we're going to stay because we have a big, big show as we roll on into the uncertain weather of late October on Cape Cod. Surviving a crazy nor'easter, still windy out, but we are yet strong here in the Super Podcast studio At the Cape Cod Times. We will not be blown away. No, not yet anyway. Coming up on today's show, we'll tell you about the new Target at the Cape Cod Mall. Mung was there. Wow. Also, Oyster Fest weekend in Wellfleet. The Wellfleet Oyster Fest, one of the biggest events on the Cape Cod schedule. If you like to eat and drink, this is the thing for you. Want to get scared? Well, the scariest thing on Cape Cod that we know of is Mung's Family Picnic. (laughs) No, no, no. It's the Haunted Harbor. We'll tell you about it. It's got to be the biggest thrill and chill thing. Maybe too scary for little kids, but for the rest of us, well, maybe we can take it. Mung and I talk foliage quest, and we wonder now with all this wind and all this stuff, we're going to do our best to set you free outside to get some color into your eyeballs. It will soothe your soul as winter comes in. We got the Jazz Tober Fest in Falmouth. A little feature I call Stay Corny Cape Cod about getting that native corn before it disappears and so much more. But first, let's check the all important Cape and Islands weather forecast. And unbelievable, like a chocolate chip in a stormy cookie, this weekend looks fantastic. Oh, that's unbelievable delightful. for Saturday, October 19th. Sunny with a high near 57. If that wasn't good enough for you, Mung, Sunday, October 20th, sunny with a high near 61. Ooh, in the 60s. Could I go back to the beach? You could try it, Mung, but even you, the bravest beachgoer I know, Mm. the longest swimmer into the season that I know, I think you must be done by now. I might be done. I might be done. I've kind of moved on uh, to, you know, middle of October. This is the perfect time to be on Cape Cod. There's some foliage. It's the spooky Halloween season. I've consumed so much apple cider that they could juice me like that blueberry girl from Willy Wonka. Oh, uh, Violet uh, someone. Yeah, yeah. They rolled her away. Okay, that can happen on (laughs) Cape Cod in the fall when you're having so much fun. And I have to say, uh, I was out in the outdoor shower, and I'm going into November, baby, but 
The wind was blowing like 60 miles an hour when I was out there. My, my loofah was standing straight up at an angle I've never seen before. <laughs> and I don't mean that impolitely. Whoa. I, I am telling you, it was scary. I thought a branch was going to come down on me. And I had this thought like, how ironic would it be? The man who preaches the gospel of the outdoor shower is done in by the very wet spray mechanism that he loved so much. I can't believe you are taking showers outdoors during a nor'easter. It was hard to get the water to come out of the nozzle and get down to me because I just wanted to blow sideways. Hmm. And yet I persevered. Hmm, that reminds me of my sponge bath during a blizzard. Oh, well, we can watch the video and laugh so many times uh, <laughs> and scream. Well, uh, the tides, Mung, I know the tides are your enemy, or I can't tell where you are with the tides. Now you've loved them, you've hated them through the years here. Yeah, we have, a, we have an interesting relationship. <laughs> I've boiled it down for you. Low tides in the mid-morning this weekend, high tides in the mid-afternoon this weekend. Oh. So I'm trying to spoon serve the tides to people like me who can't make heads nor tails of a tide chart. And so that's nice. And there are lots of things to do. But we have a very special report from Mung who visited the new Target. I guess it's a store. It's in the Cape Cod Mall. And so this next little feature is the Mung report. Target comes to Cape Cod. And here's our race reporter, Mung. Hey, folks. Um, the, there's a big bullseye, you might have noticed, uh, right on the Cape Cod Mall. That big red sign because Target has officially opened. And uh, there is so much buzz and excitement about this, I don't even know where to start. Well, now, Mung, I'm not much of a shopper. Uh, I do a little online stuff, maybe a little L.L. Bean stuff, and then that's it for me. I'm not even sure what this Target is. It's a, it's an archery supply store? <laughs> um, I don't think they have any bows and arrows, but it's kind of like a... Uh you know, a one-stop shop for everything you could possibly need. Kind of like a, a Sears meets Walmart meets grocery store with clothes. So they've got everything in this Target. And let's back up a little bit because, you know, every, people have been anticipating this space for well over a year. Oh, that sad demise of Sears. <laughs> yeah, mom. unfortunately, is Sears thing. is out. An American icon where you could get wheelbarrows and refrigerators. Uh, it just turned so sad there at the end and the poor sales associates wandering around almost like zombies. Oh, can I help you? Don't yeah. ask me to help you. <laughs> they would just sob. <laughs> well, whereas one retailer goes downhill, you know, another one rises. So people, as soon as they knew that uh, Target was going to occupy this space, we've been hearing a lot of buzz. Like, what are they going to open? So they uh, they have opened. You know, uh, Mung was invited to a, a special uh, media tour sneak preview um, this week at Target. Is that because you're a Mung-fluencer? An influencer who is Mung, a mover and shaker? Is that why you got the special invite? Oh, that's right. They must have checked out my Instagram and been immediately horrified and then just said, we just got to get this guy in here or he won't leave us alone. All right. So over you go. And I know you've been talking about this for a while. You walk in. Zingo. What are your impressions? Well, uh, my first impressions were this is way bigger than I thought. Because previous to this one, uh, um, the only target that you can get to within an arm's reach that's the quickest would be over in Wareham. And that's a super mega, mega target. So a lot of people were wondering what the size of this was going to be. And it is expanding. Um, and uh, the first, the, the next thing that I thought was really interesting is that they have like a full size like grocery store section in there, produce, meats, 
um, all sorts of things. They have beer and wine. And I was like, wow, this is A, bigger than I thought. And B, you know, you can go grocery shopping. You can get some electronics, some clothes and Halloween stuff all in one fell swoop. So what do you think this will do for the mall experience? I don't go there very often, maybe once or twice a year. You know, I don't like box stores. I don't like shopping. I kind of like the food court over there. Is this the kind of breath of fresh air that the Cape Cod Mall needs? I absolutely think so, uh, because uh, in addition to this uh, Target, they've uh, made uh, new parking spaces. So the more people go into Target, the more people will then be able to trickle into the mall. So I think they're excited about that. Plus, uh, Target's going to be getting a neighbor next year, Dick's Sporting Goods, another big uh, popular uh, retailer. Uh, so the combo of that, I think, is going to you know, bring a bright side to that section of the now, mall. Now, can you have fun at the mall? Just, you know, for the average person, can you walk in there and have a good time? Um, yeah, you definitely can. Uh, it's good for people watching. I mean, if you're a shopper for clothes, you can go in and out of the store. You know, Monk doesn't like to wear a lot of clothes. So I'm just kind of a walker. I get the pretzels uh, from Andy's pretzels that I'm in there. I swing by the uh, the food court, see what's going on. There's well, a carousel. I, I know your favorite store over there is just Moo's, right? That's right, just moo-moos. And they have all sorts of wonderful moo-moos for the fall-winter season. The Gore-Tex uh, is nice that they have yes. on some of their sport moo-moos. They hire they, some of the world's best tent makers. They help. have their cashmoo, which is a cashmere moo-moo, and that's a very nice moo-moo. We uh, certainly uh, will see you there, Mung, at the Cape Cod Mall. I'm excited to give it a try. You must go to Target because I don't think you've been a lot. And everyone was very friendly there. They have over 100 uh, staff. Uh, everyone seemed enthusiastic, which is another great thing, bringing more jobs uh, to Cape Cod here. So uh, there was a lot of uh, a lot of action. There, were, it's, it's open now. They're having a big grand opening uh, at 8 a.m. on this Sunday, October 20th. Even though it is open now, this is kind of more uh, a formal, like, hooray. Well, hooray. For commerce and the Cape Cod Mall and a box store, I mean, it's getting to that season when taking a foray to a new store at the mall might be nice on a rainy, windy day here on Cape Cod. Mm -hmm. But, Mung, we need to keep our eyes on the prize. What's the prize? Well, we need to find a prize and then keep our eyes on it. And usually it means down-home stuff, Cape Coddy stuff, outdoor stuff, as long Mm -hmm. as we can do it. And so in comes one of the biggest... And most fun festivals on Cape Cod, it's Wellfleet Oyster Fest. Whoa. Here we go. Wellfleet Oyster Fest, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Saturday and Sunday. That's October 19th and 20th. It pretty much takes over the whole downtown and arguably the whole town. This is something that has grown into a giant event. We uh, apparently see 20,000 people going to Wellfleet Village over the two days and having been to many of them it's hard to believe Wellfleet can look like this I was driving through town this morning they're putting up the tents the whole town is a buzz getting ready for this giant thing when we invite the world to our beautiful little town and boy if you like oysters and beer Mung this is the place to be Wellfleet's finest oysters at raw bars beer All sorts of other food. Let's see if we can dive into some of the details. Okay, here we go, Monk. Get your checklist thing out. This is important. I'm ready. Ten raw bar vendors, ten local restaurants in the food tent serving oysters, clams, fish, and chowders, as well as non-seafood fare. A half dozen other vendors serving barbecue, kettle corn, hot dogs, and more. There's a family fun area. New England beers and ales served. 
local wine and hydration stations, Mung. Ooh, I love to stay hydrated. Well, when you get over there, you can't just squirt your whole body down, though. I mean, you have to just drink it. It's not oh. one of those, like, Italian fountain experiences <laughs> where you bring your skivvies from last week and wash them there. No, you have to get in, get out, and hydrate yourself. This is a big event, all sorts of crafts, uh, local artists selling their, their wonderful stuff. I mean... It's pretty much a crazy rainbow of everything in Wellfleet. There's a spelling bee. Whoa. There's all sorts of uh, local nonprofits telling you what they do. It's insane. And, of course, it's anchored by a ton of great bands playing on the main stage. And the epic shuck-off competition where some of the best shuckers on this planet get up there facing 24 oysters and history as they try to shuck them fast and shuck them clean. Yeah, you got to be clean because when I was shucked once, um, I got all sorts of shells in my eyes and you do not want that. And the other thing, Mung, is please don't again try to swallow the oysters whole. Oh, yeah. And depend on your really accurate and wonderful digestion system to sort of break down what needs to be broken down. Yeah, no good there. There's no, there's no way you want to have a pearl pass through your system. <laughs> we don't want that again, Mung. It'll take you years to get that necklace you've been trying for. You must just give up that dream. Yeah, you don't want pearl stones. Oh, boy. So that is uh, it is a spectacle. It is a wonderful spectacle. Now, I would advise getting there early, choosing a day, maybe getting there early and getting in on the parking. They have satellite parking situations, and you can go to wellfleetspat.org to find out more, wellfleetspat.org. And you can get info about parking and stuff. I think the best bet is to get there early. Things start at 10 a.m., sidle your way into town, and just enjoy. Things can get a pretty pretty hairy later on. And usually Saturday is the biggest day, so Sunday might be a nice time to go because you do get to see the finals of the shuck-off competition. But no matter what, it is small-town fun based around the mighty, mighty Wellfleet Oyster. Now, Mung, really... Do you like oysters? Let's I get... do not. Come on, Mung. I would not slurp those, I have... even if they paid me $1,000. Having done the uh, the emceeing of the shuck-off contest over the years, Celebrity. I, I have eaten so many raw oysters and so many fried oysters. I mean, the last few years, we've taken the competition oysters and fried them all up. And I've eaten like, I don't know, 70 fried oysters? at 70? It seems like that. Wow. That's a lot, man. Fried oysters are emperor food, so if you have a chance to get those, Well, you better watch out this year, because I hear when you hit 75 fried oysters, you turn into one. Well, I can only dream that I would then be reincarnated out there on the flats there, Mung. <laughs> I tell you what there, Pod, it's not easy being a human being on the two feet. When you're an oyster, you can just sit there. But isn't it nice to be harvested, because that's... Yes, when, you know, when you know you're yes, wanted. <laughs> it's lovely to be harvested. There's that great moment of realization as they tear your top shell off and you're like, finally, I know what the purpose of life was. To go down Larry's gullet. I finally made it. Yeah. Yay. Valhalla. Yay, Larry. This is great. So, um, No, it sounds like a perfect weekend for such an event. Um, yeah, go be with the people. Although it doesn't sound like the type of event you want to go to if you have extreme fear of crowds. Uh, n- <laughs> n- no, but there's room around town once you okay. get outside. But when you're going into the belly of the beast, so to speak, you just got to sidle along, make your move, get your oysters. And I got to say, the kettle corn stand, I don't know where they're from, but it's insanely good. They're mixing it up in those giant vats in front of you. 
Oh, good Wait, kettle. is it oyster kettle corn? No, it's that's sweet. I, I mean, I don't think okay. it's flavored with the uh, sort of liquor of oysters, the juice that surrounds them in their shells of despair, Mung, that you've pointed out so nicely. <laughs> so Oyster Fest is coming up. Now, Mung, what? we were going into today's broadcast, and you were like, it's not scary enough. That's what you kept telling me. It's not scary enough. I'm like, I don't like being scared. You're like... It's not scary enough. That's true. It needs to be more scary in general. So uh, we have once again plucked out what we believe to be the scariest event going on this weekend on Cape Cod, and it's Haunted Harbor. The creepy characters who roam near the sea or live in the ocean are back to haunt Cape Cod for the fourth annual Captain Lazarus's Haunted Harbor attraction for Halloween. Creators led by John Sullivan describe the destination as a maze of terror, Mung. Is that scary enough for you? Oh, so scary. You might want to, you know, cover your eyes with your hands going through this thing because John Sullivan and his crew are known for some of the scariest haunted houses ever since his days at uh, Barnstable High School, drama club director with the haunted houses. They're so uh, freaky and awesome. The costumes are amazing. I checked out their uh, Facebook page recently. They said they had over uh, 40 people at a, at a recent uh, haunted uh, house there uh, participating in costume. I saw some sick psycho clowns and all sorts of weird, crazy things. And I saw that running count they're keeping on their Facebook page, apparently uh, 72 people have lost control of their bladder. Oh. They were so scared, Monk. You know, you, you can't control it when when there's someone screaming at you in a, in a crazy uh, monster mask. And then you have to put on the diaper of horror, which <laughs> could di- be rough. Shame. You know, I mean, they're not really professional. They're uh, they're scary diapers. <laughs> no, this is, uh, this is the number one thing. 13 rooms of horror in a warehouse behind the Cape Cod Community Media Center in Dennisport. That's 17 Shad Hole Road in Dennisport. Admission is $10. And they do caution the attraction may be too intense for younger children and me. But <laughs> oh, you know totally this is something. too intense for you. I mean, this is the kind of thing where what, people tap you on the shoulder or what goes on in these kind of things. Oh, yeah. The kind of thing where you're, you're walking down a, a dark space and all of a sudden, boom, someone like jumps out or uh, gives, oh, you, gives you the creeps. Oh, man. And uh, so you just don't know what's around the next corner. So that's coming up this weekend. And the full schedule, of course, being 6 p.m. to closing October 18th and 19th. The 25th, 26th, and 27th, and 29th through 30th of October. That is the Haunted Harbor in Dennisport. Oh, man. That just gets me, Mung. It almost makes me hungry somehow. It's fear hunger. I eat when I'm scared. Oh. That's why this next particular feature will help assuage that scariness. This is something I am calling Stay Corny Cape Cod. Oh, I love more cornhole talk. No, not cornhole. And don't oh. bring cornhole. You know, here's the thing with you and cornhole. You <laughs> talk a huge cornhole game. That's right. I mean, oh, left, right. I'm amb- I'm amb- amb- cornthros. I can do it both ways. Under my leg, look at me. And then when the uh, when the rubber hits the road and you enter a competition, as you did relatively recently at the mall, you got skunked. That's true. I'm routinely defeated by, like, 10-year-old children. Now, how do you sort of put those two worlds together, the braggadocio cornhole mung and the reality cornhole mung? Um, I don't know. I just kind of let people sometimes throw me onto the cornhole board and into the hole. Whap! <laughs> Help! Help! Wilma! Get me out of here! <laughs> 
Oh, all right. So but I have a feeling this is not what you're talking no, about. No, this is about eating native corn, and I have been doing a ton of it this year. And this time of year, as you look at frost out there on the horizon, bobbing in the ocean, you know, frost usually means kind of the end of a lot of the veggies and corn and apples. Things get a little weird after that. We have not had a frost yet, and I don't see one in the offing. And so I can tell you about two places that still have native Cape corn, Cape Cod corn uh, at one place, and uh, Westport corn at another place that I know still have a supply. Of course, the only big supply of Cape Cod corn that we really know of that has a ton of it is at our friends at Crow Farm and Sandwich, 192 Old Kings Highway. That's Route 6A. Very scenic. Their yeah. corn sometimes lasts into November. Oh. And so I am hoping... It's the same this year. I've been buying a lot of corn at Lake Farm Gardens, 40 Monument Road in Orleans. They get theirs from just off Cape in Westport, which is a big farm community. You know, it's off Cape. We don't know much about those lands, Mung. You get to the bridge and and maybe it drops off, uh, like the flat earthers say. Like oh, yeah, yeah. There's, there's nothing on the other side of the bridge. Do you believe in a round or flat earth, Mung? Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, more hex, hexagonal. Oh, really? Because I always say rhombus. Oh, rhombus. Because I want to get into a rumpus in the rhombus. Yo. But anyway, so I've been eating a ton of it. Here's my quick recipe, Mung. You shuck the corn. You wrap it in tin foil with butter, salt, and pepper. Mm. You put on a media, put it on a medium grill. You can do it outside. This is great because you can use your kitchen for your entree. So it's out there on the grill for about 30 minutes. You turn it occasionally. You pop it off the grill. It stays hot forever in its wonderful tinfoil blanket so you can get your fried chicken ready, whatever's mm. going. So I have been running through tons of sequences of that, and that is one of my favorite things to eat, and it always sort of screams, not summer to me, but the end of the harvest season. Ooh. Keep that corn coming. Crow Farm, Lake Farm Garden, you got options in sandwich and Orleans. Now, Mung. Wow. Now, Mung. That was quite the corn report. I've been. It's so good. I mean, it just pops off the cob that way. It's so del- slightly charred sometimes, and you can you can even take it off and mix it into something. But I just like going right at that cob. Mm. My teeth like a like an old fashioned typewriter or something. Yeah. That sounds delicious. Now, now for my corn report, I've been doing a lot of walking, and there's been some bunions, and um, oh wait, boy. no, never mind. We do not want to have feet corns <laughs> mixed into our delicious native eating corn that some call maize. Oh, let's dive. No, let's climb slowly out of Mung's work boots. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, help! Someone throw me a lace! This is ridiculous! We're climbing out because, indeed, we want to talk about foliage and uh, getting out there on Cape Cod in this beautiful weather where, really, it's so nice. You can walk at a swift pace. You don't get real hot or overheated or sweaty. It's just so perfect. You put on that zip-up hoodie. I've got my merino wool one. Brought it out of the closet just this morning. Uh, and I've been on a few walks lately. I'm a, a bit wondering about this giant nor'easter that just bombed through us. Yeah, Mung. you're making me nervous. Well, I don't know. There's a lot of leaves on the ground. I don't like leaves on the ground because, you know, mid-October, that's like the heart of foliage season for the Cape. You know, a lot of New England communities are a little earlier than that. But we're kind of on the later side in general, right? Through the end of October. Oh, we're the Florida of New England here. That's right. So that's kind of good that we can kind of hold on to the foliage season longer than others, right? But I hope the trees have held on to the leaves 
excuse because there's nothing more depressing than going on a foliage quest and looking down at the ground the whole time. Like, that would, oh, that, that one fell nice. That would be sad. Well, we don't want that. We do not want that. So I was out and about just the other day trying to sort of get the skinny on what, what's going on with the foliage. I've got three great fall walks for you here on Cape Cod. Let's start uh, with the Red Maple Swamp Trail in East Ham. I was there the other day. Uh, my theory about Cape Foliage is go to the water, go to the wetlands, go to the marshes. Yes. Because things seem to take place in and around there mm-hmm. in a lovely way. Sometimes you get the big, beautiful reds and oranges. And then there's also that incredible, like, green-yellow. It's like one color, green-yellow. Ah, the green-yellow. Green-yellow yeah. around the marshes as they start to sort of move into the off-season and the way the sun catches them. It's it's exceptional. It's 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 a lovely local delicacy in the foliage department. The Red Maple Swamp Trail in East Ham. It's kind of part of the Fort Hill complex, so you can park at the Fort Hill trailhead. I often park at Hemingway Landing at the end of Hemingway Road in East Ham because that's right up against the Red Maple Swamp Trail entrance. They rebuilt these uh, these boardwalks oh, about a couple years ago. For a while, they were out of commission. They are back. They are springy. It's incredible to be out there sort of by yourself zinging through the wetlands. You can see the water and the swamp on either side and the trees that flame up out of them. It was very beautiful. Some big reds, Mm. uh, a lot of color. And uh, from what I have seen, maybe one of the best places to just make sure you get a dose. Oh, that sounds perfect. You can also combine it with a walk through the uh, Fort Hill Trail area. And that's also a beautiful vista of a different kind with great views of Nosset Marsh on the right day. That is spectacular. That's a Cape Cod National Seashore Trail. I also dipped into Crow's Pasture. Oh, I love in Crow's East Pasture. In East Dennis the other day, and that was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Talk about marsh views and a variety of terrain and trees through the woods out oh, yeah. into the marshes. It's like where sand meets forest. Right, and then up to the uh, up to the, the beach on Cape Cod Bay, you can see the shell fishermen working out there on the flats. A real great combo, and also a big leg stretcher. Mm-hmm. Plenty, miles of trails by my calculation, and hundreds of acres. There's a great overlook over a pond. Uh, that is a spectacular place and predictable. My advice there is when you get to East Dennis and you get to the end of South Street, where the first parking lot is, I'd say pull in there because that road can be bumpy all the way out to the bay. You yeah. Can, you can continue along. You can go down, but might as well park and avoid the bumps and get some exercise. So that was fun. I walked through this like children of the corn kind of walk through the through the reeds, the mm. Phragmites, uh, whatever they are, and just enough room as they whispered all sorts of things on either side of me. And I was like, maybe I better speed up a little bit. They're like, Eric, come back. Eric, come back. The reeds were talking to me, and it was just a lot of green, a lot of gold, and then getting into some of that foliage as you moved into the forested lands, and then cap it off with the big blue of Cape Cod Bay and the extra interest of people on their shellfish grants. Hmm. Come on, Mung. Nice. That is is shellfishy, goody, walky goodness. Now, walk number three, one of my favorites year-round. Oh, This is one of the great... Pull off and have fun walks. It's the Eddie Bay Trail off Lower Road in Brewster. Uh, that's kind of like you go to Luke's Liquors and you stay a little bit over to the Bayside. That's oh, how yeah, I find I know it. That one. Beautiful road, and there's a pull off there, 
And there's a trail that goes about half a mile out, half a mile back to a big overlook over Cape Cod Bay. And you're high up. Mm-hmm. You don't think of Brewster and Cliffs very often, but where you end up on this trail, it's got to be, I don't know, 60 feet up off the beach, something like that, maybe more. And they get I get some elevation there, eh? I walk through there. I get, I get out uh, of the car. I walk in. A lady's coming the other way. She's like, I saw some really cool mushrooms. Can I show you the photos? I'm like, yeah. So I made a new friend with a mushroom lady, and she showed me these weird photos of all these mushrooms. She's like, well, there's a couple two minutes up the... She told me where all these mushrooms were. And so I hadn't been concentrating on mushrooms. Hmm. But now, I was fueled by mushroom love, and in I went, Mung. Saw things like this very weird mushroom. That's a strange-looking shroom. Uh, Big ones, little ones, and like little green sort of fluorescent mushrooms, and... That really picked up the, the, the excitement for me. And then I saw these two fairy houses. Someone had made these pyramidal fairy houses out of tree bark. Whoa, did you see any fairies? I, I did not, but I was thinking they were close by. Mm-hmm. Well, right, they got to go home. I could hear them rustling about, cracking clay pipe stems <laughs> and uh, coins like drachmas falling upon each other. Like they had their little change purses out. And then one said to the other, can I use your iPhone charger? So it (laughs) seems like the fairies are really getting modern now. That's kind of... So those are three walks that I really uh, enjoyed and have been to recently with great sites. A couple of them have big water view payoffs. And this is the time, folks. All we can say here at the Fun Show, if we do one thing and nothing else about Cape Cod, is get out there. Oh, you must get out there, and I'm glad you were able to go and check out some of these spots, because I haven't been able to delve deep into... Fo- I'm a foliage connoisseur on the Cape, so definitely I'm thinking this week I'm going to hit up some of my favorite spots, but I'll tell you super quickly, Bell's Neck and Harwich, Top Notch. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Grounds of Greenbrier Nature Center and Jam Kitchen in Sandwich. Excellent Always foliage has a lot there. Of some of the foliage. best on Cape Cod. And my last one uh, you wouldn't uh, think of is I've seen some really good foliage recently at the Bone Hill, Mass Audubon, Long Pasture, Wildlife Sanctuary in Barnstable recently, because they are close to the clo- coast, close to the water, really deep reds on some of the leaves, and I'm just loving it. That is a nice set of suggestions, Mung. You have covered yourself in foliage glory. I think the thing I would say is it's not going to be like you're in Franconia Notch. You're up in the Green Mountains. It's a different, perhaps more subtle thing. It takes mm. a bit more concentration and exploration. But when you capture those moments, it is the joy that keeps you warm in the winter. Hey, Mung, you're a jazzy guy, right? I'm doing jazz hands right now. This is fantastic. We're jazzing left, we're jazzing right. <laughs> we love events that have music, that are free, that let you saunter around. You're not sort of stuck one place. Mm-hmm. That's why when Jazztoberfest weekend rolls into Falmouth, we start scatting. Yeah. And I mean the singing way, Mung. Oh. Not the leaving of the scat. Oh, oh crap. Oh, boy. So, anyway, it's Jazztoberfest weekend in Falmouth. Oh, no, not that kind. All right, all Jazz Stroll events are free and open to the public. It's the Jazz Stroll that is really one of my favorite things, which takes place on Saturday from 5 to 8.30 p.m. in shops, restaurants, and other public buildings along Queens Byway and Main Street in Falmouth with local and regional jazz musicians playing a wide selection, jazz blues, contemporary music, from standards to progressive jazz and original music. Each performance lasts about an hour and 15 minutes. You can just go in, go out. 
Well, it sounds like there's so much jazz you'll see like musical notes like floating around town in the air. That is a beautiful thing to think of, Mung. Mm-hmm. That is one of the nicest things you've ever said, except that thing about the beach and clouds. What's what's that again? Oh, uh, the ocean doesn't know that it's cloudy. <sighs> That's another Mungism. And also, didn't I once compliment uh, Greg Slacks? I like Greg Slacks. Yeah, that's going to live through the ages. That's why we sent him to Scotland and he's not here right now. Oh, no. Kilt. He's, he's, he's gotten rid of his slacks and he's flying free over the moors with a, with a crazy quilt uh, kind of pattern in his kilt. <laughs> it's all these weird squares of his favorite things, you know, like staying at home. I'm a homebody. All these slogans like uh, not get off my lawn. He's got to get off my lawn kilt. Please tell me he wears something underneath. I don't know. I'm not looking. I am not going to look. <laughs> they call him the sundial. And there's no reason for us to look. So that's taking place in Falmouth coming up uh, Saturday night in downtown Falmouth, a beautiful downtown Cape Cod village. For more information, artsfalmouth.org. Artsfalmouth.org. Now, Monk. You love the blues. You often sing the blues. What was that blues song you were singing just the other day? Oh, <laughs> put me down because I'm tired. <laughs> no, I thought it was like, oh, Lord, I got those chafing blues. Oh, the chafing blues. I oh, set yeah. my pants on fire from my waist down to my shoes. I got the chafing blues. <laughs> I'm a walking match head, my thighs. That turning into French fries. Wasn't that the chafing blues, Mung? Um, yeah, but I want some ketchup with that. Oh, we don't want that. Uh, luckily, you're self-basting. <laughs> and we really appreciate that. That's so nice. We have a Blues Hall of Famer. What? I didn't know there was a Blues Hall of Fame, Mung. Whoa. Uh, blues Hall of Famer Joe Lewis Walker is coming to the Peo Matenta. They're celebrating Oyster Fest with guitar, prolific songwriter, Blues Hall of Famer Joe Lewis Walker. A musician who has played around the world. He's appeared on multiple Grammy-winning albums and won the 2016 Blues Foundation Contemporary Blues Male Artist of the Year in Memphis. He's out. He's got a new record called Viva Las Vegas, 7 o'clock Saturday at the Payomet Tent in North Truro. Weather's going to be good in the 50s. I can't believe they're still doing that live music in the tent good out stuff. there. So there'll be some good guitaring, some good blues. Yeah, I was listening to some of his stuff, and I'm not a huge blues guy, but this guy's good. A mm. lot of energy, a lot of excitement. He can play the guitar like Mung can play a spork. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> He's playing it right now, his musical spork. That's good. Joe Lewis Walker coming up 7 o'clock. Tickets run $13 to $35. And that seems a good price for an expert blues person. Now, Mung, we need to be civilized. We need to enjoy artisans who create beautiful things. We need to see the beauty of the air and, and molten things and how they all come together and form Cape Cod magic. I'm talking, of course, about the Sandwich Glass Museum Pumpkin Fest, Mung. Now, when I say that to you... What? You're thinking, it's a glass museum. Right. Why are they involved with pumpkins? Right, because if they're making, like, pumpkin pies, you don't want any glass when you're eating that, right? No, you don't want glass in your pumpkin pie. Are they augmenting pumpkins with glass? No, Mung. Get this. Pumpkins created by glass artists during glass-blowing demonstrations. Whoa, glass pumpkins. 
We've been there before, mm-hmm. and we have watched the incredible artisans there. They stick that stick full of mown glass into this giant blast fire. They pull it out while it's still globby. Mm-hmm. Then they're like... <laughs> they're blowing just the right amount of puffs, and then they manipulate it like they're some kind of Ginsu knife chef before it cools. And we yeah, saw these them. Are, these are top-notch artisans working. We, we've here. seen them make things like I don't know, bowls and cups and glasses and things mm-hmm. like this. But now they're making spheres orange. I would guess that sounds fantastic. That's They've the ventured into gourds, eh? Eighth annual Pumpkin Fest, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. October 19th at the Sandwich Glass Museum, 129 Main Street, in beautiful downtown Sandwich. The good thing about the Glass Museum, they have a wonderful displays of some crazy glass. But it's great to watch them make it in front of you. I would love to have a glass pumpkin from there. I wonder if they sell them. Hmm. That would be intriguing. The other thing, downtown sandwich spreads before you. One of the great walking villages of Cape Cod. And of course, right across the street from the Glass Museum is that well, the artesian well. Oh. That some people say has the best drinking water on Cape Cod. Yeah, you could eschew all that bottled water for some fresh Cape water. It's so wild. It just bubbles up. People come and capture it in all sorts of containers. Sometimes they come from far away over the bridge because they swear by that water. Mm. That's quite a scene right there at the base of the gristmill across from the Sandwich Glass Museum. Nice. So, yeah, see some of the some of the cave's best glass blowers out there. And plus, I'll be outside uh, blowing uh, soap bubbles. Well, you got to start somewhere, Mung. Maybe someday you can transfer that into a molten glob of glass. But you know the thing they say when you're when you're when you're blowing the glass with that stem with the molten glass. They say, "Please don't inhale." And I don't know if you can stop yourself. You get a pipe in your mouth. <laughs> Come on, mug. Do not inhale the glass. <laughs> <laughs> Wilma. I'll be singing the blues. Oh boy! And now this uh, last item, which mung poo pooed. This is something that got like a quadruple poo-poo from Mung when I brought it up. Let's try it again now that he's here live on the podcast air. Wait, was it a poo-poo platter for four? No, it was nothing to do with rubbing the Buddha's belly over there at your favorite restaurant. What's that place called? Tiki Port. Tiki Port. <laughs> a taste of the forest, Tiki Port. No, it's nothing about a poo-poo platter for four, but that is delicious. Mm-hmm. Now I'm derailed and thinking about all the dipping sauces mm-hmm. and crab rangoons. That was my uh, wrestling hold when I was a pro wrestler. I'd do the old crab rangoon to somebody. <laughs> I'd twist them up and deep fry them. That's uh, me and George the Animal Steel eating the turnbuckle full of rangoon. <laughs> All right, uh, ballroom dancing, Mung. Oh, yeah, I can see why I poo pooed. Ah, oh, come on. Haven't you ever dreamed of being a twinkle toes? Uh, not when you have three left feet like a Mung. Oh, jeez, that's awful. I suppose if you sorted them out, you could braid them or something like that. Maybe it would end up in like some kind of Michael Jackson moonwalk situation. Hmm. Maybe not. The Cape Cod Ballroom Dance Membership Meeting and Dance is taking place at 7 o'clock for the meeting. 8 o'clock for the dance, October 19th at the Yarmouth Senior Center. Apparently, they have a place called Betsy's Ballroom at the rear entrance. Oh. Betsy's Ballroom, I had no idea that existed. That's 528 Forest. Sounds classy. It does sound classy. 528 Forest Road in West Yarmouth. Five bucks. Okay? You can find out more at CapeCodBallroomDancers.org. All ages, all levels, walk-ins, welcome. I don't know... My wife has often talked 
about her what? dream of us attending ballroom classes to oh, just be out well, there. Why trip. aren't you there? I don't know. I'm kind of scared. Um, yeah, no, it sounds interesting. I may not be a ballroom dancer myself, but you got to applaud the folks for getting out there, you know, dancing in front of others watching. So you would not do this? You would not go? Um, I would go in and be a cheerleader. Yay, ballroom dancing. Nice tour jeté. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a great dip. No, a little further, Larry. Down more. Oh, you dropped her. Concussion squad in the tent. Get in there. Observation time. No, I just think it would be great to do the cha-cha, the foxtrot. How about the tango? Oh, yeah. The Latin dance of love with a rose between your teeth, Mung? Yes, I love the tango. Don't they say it takes 200 people to tango? No, no, no. We can pare it down. Oh. Don't you worry, Mung. So I would say if anyone is out there who's kind of like me and thinking about ballroom dancing, maybe this is your chance to get in on it. That's at the Yarmouth Senior Center Saturday at 7 for a meeting, 8 for the actual dancing. Cape Cod Ballroom Dancers. Dot org. So suffering from the poo and the poo of Mung, we will now head out of here. I want to thank Kevin McLeod for all the great music you hear underneath the show. You can find out more about him at Incompetech.com. Incompetech.com. You've been listening to the Cape Cod Fun Show podcast. My name is Eric Williams. Mung, thank you so much for being here despite your pooing. My pleasure. Till next time. Till next week. Keep having fun. And see ya! Okay, Mung, you can lead. Here we go. And Foxtrot. Ow! Okay, well, sorry about that, Mung. My corns. Let's, let me, I'm going to try to dip you now, Mung. Okay, and here we go, Mung. Oh, jeez, you Mung! Mung! Burble. No! Burble. He may not be back next week. It's all my fault. Oh, Mung. Gasp. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.